And welcome back in for another episode of the Ball Boys podcast. Took a little week break there, some scheduling conflicts, and it's the middle of summer. Not a lot of sports going on right now. If you guys peep the shirt, it says, I am Queens Boulevard. We're just two days removed from the 19-year anniversary of the show Entourage, so... Uh, fun fact there for you to start off with this show, but got a pretty solid jam-packed show. Uh, we are talking Shohei Otani again, so all the haters out there, uh, yeah. w- welcome back, welcome back. But it's a little bit later in the show, we got a lot of NFL talk. DeAndre Hopkins, we speculated where he would go two weeks ago. He has since been moved to the Tennessee Titans, and that's where we're going to start today. And the flat-out question is, Nolan, do you think that this makes the Titans a playoff contender because i won't say super bowl because you know it's an obvious no but do you have the titans now as potentially a wild card team um so i'm a big titans hater uh especially ryan Tannehill hater uh i just i've never really found him as a serviceable quarterback you know um so i mean you know you got derrick henry you got Vrabel, which i think he's a great coach um but you know you bring in hopkins does that really move the needle? You have the Jaguars, which I think are beyond better than them in the division. Then you add the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins. That's at least seven to eight teams. Yeah, and I you even say Chargers or Broncos or exactly. Browns. That's, that's 10 plus teams right there. And I think they're all better than the Titans on this day. So, I mean... I get the move for Hopkins, he got his money, but for the actual Titans team, I just don't see it really panning out to success. Yeah, when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, I don't have any problem with the move to chase the bag. It's kind of the exact opposite of what he claimed he was looking for, which makes me think the market for him just wasn't there, which is kind of sad. But for the Titans, I actually view them as a potential wildcard team. And... Here's why. You mentioned great coach, Mike Vrabel. You know, coaching matters in the NFL. It's a core group of guys that have been together. And this is a team that with this core group of guys, with A.J. Brown and not DeAndre Hopkins, we've saw be the number one seed. So I'm not predicting number one seed, obviously, but could they sneak in as the seventh wildcard team? We know injuries are going to happen. I actually really like their defensive line. They have Simmons. They have some good uh, outside rushers. Um, I think they're an underrated defense. And the reason I think the Hopkins addition is so big for them is because whether it's Tannehill, Levis, Willis, getting one of those quarterbacks an established wide receiver one is so huge. But it opens up things for everybody. Now for Traylon Burks, he could exceed in a wide receiver two role. You know, I'm not saying it's the exact same, but we saw for the Eagles, when A.J. Brown was brought in, Devonta Smith just looked so much more crisp in that wide receiver two role because he is a fringe wide receiver one, or at least he was at the start of last year. I think now he's fully established himself as a top 30 guy in the NFL. But Traylon Burks, you know, a fringe guy, now gets to go against the corner too. Now the coverage isn't against him. Derrick Henry, this will open up things for him. You can't just fully stack the box. Chiggy Okonkwo, I do think it opens things up for the Titans offense. Now their offensive line still isn't good, which is, you know, you win in the trenches in the NFL. They have a good D-line, not a good O-line. Ryan Tannehill, for everything you mentioned, he has his problems, but he is a game manager. Um, he seemed to lose it a little bit last year, so we'll see if that decline continues. But for me, I think that this move was a good one for the Titans, and I really like the two-year contract because Will Levis or Malik Willis will be starting for this team next year. 
having them have DeAndre Hopkins to help develop is so key. And it's what Patriots fans were clamoring for and why they wanted him. They didn't think that they were going to be the Super Bowl champions, but let's see what we got with Mac Jones by getting him a wide receiver one. If they didn't do that, the Titans bringing in Hopkins, they'd be in the same spot as the Patriots. Where it's like, do we know if this quarterback's good or not? Because he doesn't have any weapons. So I think it's a great move for the Titans. I, you know, Hopkins extend his career, get a bag. I would have rather seen him on a contender. We talked about this Buffalo, Kansas city, Baltimore, where he's just in meaningful games. And it really sucks that this is a guy that it feels like at this point, now we're never going to see on that big stage. And if we do, it'll be a shell of his former self. But, you know, overall, you can't hate it too much on DeAndre Hopkins. But I do think the Titans could be a wild card team here. Now, some big news for you, uh, personally, Lionel Messi down in Florida now playing for Miami, their MLS team. You were there at his introduction. Why don't you walk us through just how big it felt? Yeah, you know, so I've never been to an Inter-Miami game before this, obviously. And the last time I was at that stadium was for the NFL Pro Bowl practice when it was the Pro Bowl was in Miami, so probably like 2011. So yeah. 12 years or so, I think it was about that. So I went there, and um, it was just surreal, bro. Like, the whole atmosphere, um, it was like tailgating times 10, plus like the Latin effect. Um, they had like all these messy signs and um, face logos and just dancing and barbecuing and just it was crazy, you know. Yeah. And it's it's surreal because I think the stadium holds I know it holds less than twenty thousand, but I want to say like it's in like the seventeen thousands. So it's not a lot of people that you could re- really fit in there, but the the parking lots and everything like the people selling stuff it was just insane. Um, so that was really cool. And then once we got inside, they had like a huge concert. Um, there's a lot of rain going on, so that kind of buzzed yeah. the a little bit. But um, the whole event was super sick, and just where I was sitting, I was pretty close. I was uh, on the goal line side, so there's a lot of rowdy people. And I believe just, you put pictures on Twitter, right? Yeah. If I so remember, the, I'll grab the screenshots and throw them up for the, the, the viewers. Yeah, so it was super sick. Like, they had flags, obviously, just, like, drinking, and um, it was the music was awesome. And they had an introduction. They had David David Beckham. Obviously, he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once once Messi came out, it was just like it was crazy. Like the whole stadium. Was Messi changed. came out to little baby. It was <laughs> that, that I didn't I did not expect that at all. I don't think anybody did. Do you I think was, you think Messi picked that, or you think that was kind of pre-selected um, for him? I looked online, and that song was on the World Cup uh track list oh so maybe he liked it so maybe yeah maybe he's maybe hearing it all the time maybe yeah he's he's becoming americanized little baby well he's at Publix down there right getting getting kellogg's cereals (laughs) yeah yeah in a couple weeks you don't know what'll what'll happen you know in a couple weeks you won't be able to go to Publix anymore (laughs) but enjoyed it while he could uh yeah this is huge for mls i mean what you're describing sounds like an nfl tailgate which For a lot of NFL fans that watch this podcast, sounds normal, but for MLS games to be pulling an NFL-level tailgate, an NFL-level filling of the arena, that is huge. That is not something that happens. You know, this could lead to ML... Like, everybody's going to want to have this on TV now. Fox, Mm -hmm. CBS, like, they want Messi on TV. You know, obviously, it's not going to pull the same numbers as the World Cup, but everybody was tuning into the World Cup wanting to see Messi get it done. Messi is a superstar 
that'll bring eyes to a screen that the MLS desperately needed. And if this trend continues, the MLS, we talked about it, it'll pass the NHL. It'll become America's fourth most popular sport. And I wouldn't be shocked if it passes baseball, to yep. be honest, and became the third most. The NBA and the NFL, I mean, that's a that's a tall, tall climb. But, you know, there's a reason that soccer is the world's most popular sport. And if, you know, a, a Ronaldo were to go play for Red Bull in New York, I mean, like, I don't think it happens. But my point being, like, if you yeah, got another crazy. superstar, it only takes a couple to really catapult mm -hmm. this thing off and Messi's probably the biggest name in the game and they, the MLS got him so this is huge for soccer you know I'm gonna be tuning in you know as of recording the game's coming out the first game's today for you guys if you're watching on Friday for us it's tomorrow I'll be trying to watch you'll be watching and otherwise we wouldn't if Messi wasn't playing like you know Miami's MLS game isn't circled on my calendar mm -hmm. but now tomorrow it is um, so that's a really, really exciting for the sports world and for MLS. Now we got to talk about some Madden ratings. The Madden ratings dropped. You know, we're in full mid July summer when the third segment on the show is Madden, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, Hey, this is what's happening right now in the sports world. I put out a full video on my personal channel. So if you want to see all my thoughts, check it there. But I want to ask you biggest underratement of a player and like biggest problem overall that you have with ratings let's start with the negative um so my biggest pet peeve i would say would be that i saw dallas goddard wasn't a 90 um at least a 90 uh, yeah. i think he's at least a 90 bro like he's been balling um he's getting that really publicity now that you know he's in the super bowl mm -hmm. he's on uh i think uh he made that bar. really nice catch there in the super bowl he, too he was making awesome plays bro and i mean like I, as eagles fans know we know he was always making plays yeah. on third downs and stuff but in the super bowl it was big stage and he continued mm -hmm. to do it yeah so i think the fact that he wasn't at least a 90 kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit um but other than that i mean nothing was too outlandish i don't think oh you're um, forgetting something Am I? So, we're talking Philly, so I'll I'll keep it going. The fact that A.J. Brown's a 91 oh, and yo, Terry he's... McLaurin's a 92. Are you kidding me? On it, what yeah. level is A.J. <laughs> Brown lower than Terry McLaurin? First off, 91's too low for A.J. 92 for Terry. Like, he mm. is one of the most underrated, underappreciated wide receivers in the NFL because he's had nothing but dumpster fire at quarterback, which... Like, you know, I feel bad for Terry. But you look at the stats. You look at the player. You were just a GM of a team. You're picking A.J. Brown 10 times out of 10 over Terry McLaurin. So in what world is this guy higher than, like, the disrespect for A.J. Brown is crazy. And, the Dallas Goddard thing didn't bother me too much, but the A.J. Brown one was ridiculous. And I think uh, Hopkins was rated above A.J. Brown, which I get. Hopkins is good, but A.J. Brown had a way better year last year. Yeah, so... We could talk about that because a way better year thing, I actually don't think that your Madden rating should jump drastically based off of one good year, which is why I have a problem with Justin Jefferson being a 99. Justin Jefferson was really good. The best wide receiver stats wise in the NFL last year. However, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams have been doing this, man. This guy doesn't even have to work for it. And you know why he doesn't have to work for it. Because 
he's got the superstar in him the gritty the grill the personality the fandom the number one pick in fantasy football drafts that is the only reason he's in 99 and it proves my point because they don't do this for anybody else but jefferson aj brown has a career year 91 below terry mclaurin you have sauce gardner who people are saying is the best corner in football he's a 93 and jalen ramsey who sucked last year per his standards is the number one corner at a 97 because of legacy which again fine so be it mark andrews is a 95 even though he had a down year which again is a good thing because we know mark andrews is good but for justin jefferson to just be 99 is just insane to me. And I said this in my video. If you want to have Justin Jefferson on the same level as Tyreek and Adams, cool. Make all three of them 98s. None of them fully earned a 99 last year. Because it shouldn't be off of one year. Now you do it for two years, cool. I'm cool with it. But look at all the other 99s, what it took for them to get there. Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's, what, maybe the best tight end of all time, coming off his best season ever. Zach Martin just got to 99, and he's been the best guard in football for the better half of a decade. Uh, Who else is a 99? Aaron Donald might be the greatest defensive tackle of all time. And now Justin Jefferson off of one good year. And it was a great year. But Cooper Cup didn't even get a 99, and he had the triple crown. (laughs) So what are are we doing here? Like, it's it's just a publicity stunt. And, you know, if you disagree and you think that one year was good enough and then, you know, you have at it, I'll let you respond. I mean, bro, it's it's Jetta, bro. Um, he's... That can't be the argument. That cannot be the argument. It's Justin <laughs> like, Jefferson, like, look, bro. Look, you look at Justin Jefferson, like you said, he has all the stuff you want in a superstar, right? But he balled out last year. And the year before, he did the same thing. And... Tell me if I'm wrong, but he probably will do the same thing this year, correct? If, I don't I don't I don't know. If he doesn't get hurt. I like do I think he'll be a good wide receiver again this year? Absolutely. Is he gonna push two thousand receiving yards? I don't know. Hawkinson will be there the full year. They have Jordan Addison, you know, who who knows? I don't know. So so based off what you're saying, would you not take Jetta at the first pick? In a fantasy draft? Yeah. Well, if we're playing a probability game, and, you know, I would take him personally. But I would take him personally because the other option is McCaffrey, who has injury concern. For Jefferson, he plays at a position that there's not a lot of injury, and he is going to be a dominant target. So in terms of fantasy football, you know, for the Dolphins, I have to think about is Tua going to be hurt? For Devontae Adams, I have to think about it's Jimmy Garoppolo throwing this guy the ball like he's ass, you know, like, so for me, it's between Jefferson and Chase. And with Jamar, there's, you know, T Higgins, who's a top 20 wide receiver. Tyler Boyd is probably better than Jordan Addison is right now. So a lot of mouths to feed in Cincinnati. So I don't know, like, I think it's fair if I said Jefferson doesn't deserve to be in the top echelon of receivers for that Mm -hmm. argument. But to say, like. Oh, he has to be a 99 because I'd pick him first. Like, that, I don't know. Yeah. Like, so, in order to be a 99, you said you have to, like, really put on for... You just got to prove it for over over two years, at least. So, two me. years? You'd say two years is, like... Yeah, if he does it again, I won't complain about the 99. Okay. But, I do, like, Josh Gordon led the NFL in receiving yards once upon a time. Yeah. So... <laughs> should he have been a 99 the next year? <laughs> I don't think he was, so... <laughs> 
And like, look what happened. And again, like, yeah, I've said this before, but I'm not projecting Justin Jefferson to go on a Josh Gordon trajectory. Obviously, there was off the field issues as well. But like, I don't know. It's just it's just bothersome. And I'm waiting on these quarterback ratings, man, because, (laughs) you know, for a fact, I mean, we know Mahomes will be a 99. If Mahomes isn't a 99 and Jefferson is, another rant will be inbound for sure. But they're going to put Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. They yeah. have to because they put him on the cover. Yeah. But nobody in their right mind would. And I, mm. I've seen, I, it's been a narrative on, on TikTok. It's been pushed. Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. It's becoming a popular argument. Yo, wow. jo- Joe Burrow doesn't have the tools of the athleticism and size. <laughs> what has that gotten him? Yeah, two, two turn two turnovers and like a 30 qbr in the divisional round yeah that was... and the hmm. disrespect that's coming to jalen hurts i already know it i watched him do it to aj brown and dallas goddard and oh we watched him do it to jason kelsey the best center in football for how many years 92 are you kidding me i <laughs> yeah. can't even get it a 95 yeah <laughs> No, the I do think, disrespect to the Eagles. I do think Hurts will get a decent rating, though. I think because... I guarantee you Jalen Hurts is juice. a 93 or lower. I was going to say, like, 95. Guarantee you he's 93 or lower. Wouldn't be shocked if he's an 89 <laughs> with this game. And, <laughs> that was, that and you know what the argument people are going to use is? Well, he only did it for one year, and I'm going to lose my mind because Justin Jefferson's a 99. And you yeah. guys watch when Jalen Hurts is rated lower than a 95. I won't complain. So he only did do it for one year. I won't complain that he's that's his rating. I'll complain it's his rating because of Madden standards of Jefferson gets to be a 99. If that's the case, then Jalen Hurts had damn sure better be a 94 plus. Facts. At least be consistent with your logic, but. You know, they've already been hating on the Eagles. Did you see the ratings for the Eagles defensive linemen, too? No. Hassan Reddick, 90, and then, like, mm-hmm. nobody else over an 84. Well, okay. Hey, hey it's, it's all good. We'll PFF's number one ranked defensive line only has one good player, apparently. Get Madden. You guys are Cowboys fans. That's, that's what I'm hearing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it that's, past, that's what I'm hearing. A lot of Cowboys fans working <laughs> at Madden. But, um... Sticking with some NFL stuff, you you tweeted this out earlier about the new NFL jersey drops. You, you've been all over this on Twitter. Uh, you know, great Twitter follow for sure. You're out there hustling, grinding every day on the Twitter. Um, not me, but you know, <laughs> still still out hey, there you're working. You're on the Twitter. You're on the uh, TikTok, YouTube. Probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so. I want to go through some of these jerseys. Uh, I'll try and, if I remember, flash them up on the screen. The Seattle, blue and silver, clean. Super clean. clean. I, I, out of 10, it's got to be 9 ten. nine or 10. I mean, it, like, it, it's, remi- it reminds me of, I, I tweeted it, it reminds me of a NFL Blitz. Yeah, yeah, it's top tier. Same exact jerseys. It, it is mm-hmm. top tier. I mean, the jersey looks like Gatorade. In like a, yeah, in and like the best way possible. And the funny part is we didn't uh, use that for the draft. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> think of it. I mean, th- these are throw throwbacks. Yeah. Um. The the Browns all white. Um. You, as a standalone jersey, it's all right. It's like seven or eight. I, I think it's good for yeah. their rotation, though. No, it's 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 a good addition. I agree. I yeah. Like an eight. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we know how I feel about those Bucks creamsicle jerseys. I mean, there's just nothing like them in the yeah. NFL with like the orange face mask too on the picture. Mm-hmm. It's just those are absolutely gross. T- ten out of tens, obviously, from our draft. Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame, like you said, Brady never got to wear that. Yeah, otherwise it'd be an easy cop. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I don't know. I mean, you're a big Penn State guy. Maybe you get the Chris Godwin one. Oh yeah, but maybe. Those Vikings jerseys, not very different, but mm. super clean. I love like not the it. matte purple on mm. the helmet and the the tweak that they made to the yellow to like mm. really bold. I think those are clean, absolutely clean as hell. Um, so I know you have a negative opinion on this Colts one, <laughs> based on your tweet. <laughs> I uh, I'm just wondering where it stems from, really. Like the negativity on it, is it? I've seen a lot of people complaining about the black helmet. Is that what, like, does it, it for you? I, I think so. It reminds me of just, like, a, a kid in Madden created this team, and, like, that's what he did. Like, it just doesn't look, like, official enough. And it, it's the color matching and just all that doesn't flow, right? Yeah, I mean, like, the helmet by itself, I like. And the jersey by itself, I like. But together, something does feel off about it. Yeah. Like, it almost feels like the jersey should be black yeah. with the blue stripes and the number is white. Yeah. I'm, I like, trying to picture it in my head and, like, see if it would work out. But just something feels a little off. I I don't hate it to the extent that you did on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably throw that tweet up there, too, because you were literally shitting all over it um but yeah i that's got to be the worst one and you know of course the eagles bringing back the kelly greens this year can uh can't bring that up but i haven't purchased an eagles jersey in probably 10 plus years because you know i mean it's gotta it's gotta be jalen hurts but this year yeah yeah i I do do love aj brown i mean they're both they're they're both extended the, yeah. the worry that I have with getting jerseys is I always check what the guy's contract is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a yeah. Wentz. I got, but, like, sometimes that doesn't always work out. So I got, like, a Wentz shirt, mm. and then, like, it all went to hell. Yeah. And I he got was a, under I contract. Got, <laughs> I got a, uh, a Namdi Asmula jersey, <laughs> and that, that lasted, like, a year if I was yeah. lucky. <laughs> that, but, like, he was still such a good player. That like yeah. that in like a throwback collection still like carries. I have the worst jersey luck ever. <laughs> so like I'm a huge LeBron guy, so I get all the LeBron jerseys and like that's just what it is. But anything like that I get outside of a LeBron jersey, it's mm. the worst luck ever that follows. I had the Carson Wentz mm. shirt, like shirt, jersey or whatever. I don't know. I wasn't buying jerseys at that point. Yeah. Um obviously we know what happened there the next year like he's just ass and then we end up trading him and yeah it was bad i got a kyrie irving Cavs shirt (laughs) they lose to the warriors in the finals that year and then he goes to boston the same year i cursed (laughs) it and then the worst of all the biggest catastrophe i had 
I bought a Ben Simmons jersey, and then in the playoffs <laughs> that year versus the Hawks, it all went to <laughs> I'm a jersey curse. So, so like so I almost weird. don't want to buy a Jalen Hurts jersey. I, I was about to say that. Like maybe <laughs> maybe maybe I maybe I'll buy like a Dak Prescott one. <laughs> or or the get like a, a Jason Kelsey, you know, like I don't think anything crazy, like he'll retire and then like that's it. Like Yeah, I just it's, it's it's a curse. I should start getting like nameless jerseys. Yeah, like just I do it for baseball. Just like a yeah, I'm a Yankees fan, so it's like mm-hmm. yeah, like kind of part of the thing where it's like yeah. you have to not get a name on it. But I, fuck, that. I got a Jeter one. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number two is for number two. <laughs> My hey, retired now, so it's only for number two now. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I respect them. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of baseball, last uh, two weeks ago, now on the pod, we. Discussed a little Shohei Otani. Um, it's probably our biggest clip ever. 250 views. 250 views of hate <laughs> uh, came my way. Um, you know, I slipped up a little bit in my little rant of players that were like super good and GOAT status. And talking about like World Series, I threw like Barry Bonds in there and he had never <laughs> won one. And like somebody picked up on that and was like, this guy said Tony can't be the goat, but Barry. And so just a, a quick like last point that nobody seemed to acknowledge in the comment section. My point was, so baseball players get a pass a lot because you can only play one position traditionally. So you can't really do it like have an effect on the team. But since Otani can play too, like he should be held to the standard then of like, He's got a larger percentage of the pie of what he does for the team. He's one of the nine batting spots, and he's one of the nine fielding spots. And he's the most important position, the pitcher. So, like, mm-hmm. what he can contribute to a win is way more than Aaron Judge on any day that he pitches. Aaron Judge could go four for four with four home runs. <laughs> And if Otani had the same day, four for four with four home runs, he still has whatever his pitching line was. Mm-hmm. And like Darren Judge could never do that. So my point was, Otani needs to win something to be the GOAT because of how much he can contribute to winning. And he's a free agent, so he's able to put himself in the position this summer to win. So that brings us to now. And... Shohei Otani is on the trade block, apparently. The Angels are are taking offers. A lot of reports have been coming out talking about the Angels taking offers. It feels to me like a trade is going to happen. Because where there's smoke, there's fire. So Mm -hmm. a lot of smoke on the Otani trade front. The problem that I have with building a Shohei Otani trade is who is going to trade for him. Because we go through... You know, if you're going to trade him, the hope is to extend him, mm-hmm. obviously. If it's a two-month rental, like, you have to be sure that you're, like, in World Series contention. And mm-hmm. if we go through the World Series contenders right now, you know, the Braves, I don't think that they're trading for Otani. Um, you could say the Phillies, maybe, but now Andrew Painter needs Tommy John. That was yeah. probably their biggest trade asset to go get an Otani. I don't think it happens. I don't really see anybody in the NL Central as a World Series contender. I love what the Reds are doing, but you know he's not staying in Cincinnati, and that'd be like an awfully big gamble for what you'd have to give up. The Dodgers are the betting favorite. 
do you see the Angels trading Shohei Otani to cross town? I mean, it would have to be a haul, right? Like yeah. the Dod like there would be a Dodgers tax. In the NBA, there's a Lakers tax. There would be a Dodgers tax on mm -hmm. this deal. Um, you know, then we start talking about the Diamondbacks and the Giants. The Giants are an interesting one. They're right there on the wild card, and we know that they want to be spenders. They tried to get Aaron Judge, tried to get Carlos Correa. So they're willing to pay. It's on the West Coast. It's still in California. So they're a team that I think is to look out for. Then, you know, we talked about World Series contenders, big market team, the Mets. Do the, you know, you laugh, but the Mets would be a potential trade destination. No, for sure. But for me, they're so far back, and Steve Cohen has so much money. It's like, why give up any assets right now when we could just make our push in free agency? That's how I'd be feeling if I was on the mm -hmm. Mets. So the only real contenders in the NL to get the trade done, I think, are the Giants and maybe the Diamondbacks. But if you're Arizona, it's like he's probably not going to stay there, but they have a good enough team that Otani could like put them on that push. Now we get to the AL. The Rays, I mean, come on. The Rays don't spend money. <laughs> They're not trading for him. The Baltimore Orioles are an interesting one. They don't typically mm -hmm. spend money, but it's a rumor that's been floating around. But again, Shohei Otani is not staying in Baltimore. That, this would be the definition of Kawhi Leonard to the Raptors. This is a hired gun for one season. And if you get it done, you get it done. Uh, you know, you look at Toronto, no. Boston, I don't think so. The Yankees, my team, you, they've been plummeting so far in the last three weeks that I almost think they're out of it. I, they, I think they pick up the phone and see what it looks like. And just because they're only four games back of the wild card, you know, there's still two and a half, three months left of baseball. Like, it's not impossible. They're only eight games back. Judge will be coming back soon. But, like, if you're the Yankees, you don't do that without some idea that he's willing to resign. Exactly. And we look at the Central. You know, I, I was on a podcast and somebody threw out the Guardians as kind of a hired gun thing. I don't think the Guardians, even with Shohei Otani, feel like World Series favorites. Yeah. And, like, if you're going to trade for him to be a hired gun, it's like you got to be a favorite. Like, the Diamondbacks and the Orioles, two teams that he won't resign with, they feel like they become favorites, though, if they get him, at least top tier. Uh, I don't see the Guardians entering that. The Astros, uh, please, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I've had, I've yet to hear a rumor about it. The Texas Rangers are interesting with DeGrom, you know, done for the foreseeable future. They have a winning team. But I think the Seattle Mariners are the most interesting team. Stays on the West Coast. Was just there for the All-Star break. The connections with Ichiro in that organization. You have Julio Rodriguez. Everything lines up to that he would stay there. Their pitching rotation already has a case for the best in baseball. It gets even better. It's definitive at that point. The only flaw I see with it, and I don't know how heavy this is in baseball. I know it's super heavy in football and kind of middle of the pack in basketball. It's the same division. AL West, trading to AL West. Mm -hmm. And the Angels really get themselves behind sending <laughs> Shohei Otani to the Mariners who they're currently ahead of and watch them climb by and pass him by. 
it, the only way I could do that is like if you know he if Otani has told you he's gone. If Otani has told you he's gone, fine. Like you gotta get what you can get. But with Mike Trout missing all this time, it it does not feel like Otani is going to be an angel. It, I, to me it feels like he's getting moved. I don't know. I, think I so. don't think I would. I don't think I could. As a, as a GM or owner, I mean, what a sh- what a shitty spot to be in. It's like yeah. you have the best player in baseball, the greatest talent in the last what 10, 15 years minimum. Easy. On your team, you're never gonna get a fair pack. You're never gonna feel like you got some. And especially because it's a two and a half month rental, you are getting dimes on the dollar for this guy. And and because it's baseball, bro, like you have no idea how these prospects end up. You know, it's not like yeah. basketball or football. Like this is a and no team. Game. It's not like Seattle's gonna be like, oh yeah, take Julio Rodriguez. Like right. nah, nah, we want Julio <laughs> and Shohei. Like, oh, do do you think he gets traded? I. It's very tough. I go back and forth with it, um, but I think, I think he does because I'm all I'm a believer, like you said, where there's smoke, there's fire, and that's true with anything, especially when it comes to trades and rumors and all that. And I just think it's it's gonna happen. So, if it does happen, I think the top three that I can really see play out would be three would be probably be probably be the Mariners, two I think would be the Orioles. And one for me would be the Giants. Yeah, I, I think San Francisco is the, the really team like, to watch. I really like They the were Giants. willing to spend money. Exactly. They were – they're on the West Coast. You know, a lot of reports say Otani wants to stay on the West Coast. Um, I I have an inclination that if he was to go to the East Coast, it would only be for one of the two huge New York big market mm-hmm. teams. Um, and maybe not even, right? Like – no matter where he goes, he's getting five hundred million. Yeah, I mean, Steve Cohen might throw him seven hundred million, <laughs> and like he might say, "Hey, wait a minute now," uh, you know. And again, I don't really know how he grew up, and like a lot of people, like you know, my age to Otani's age, like twenty to thirty, grew up with the Yankees as dominant, mm-hmm. and that love of the Yankees is that something that he has, or was he just big Ichiro? And yeah, you know, Ichiro played for the Yankees. So I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, you have Hideki too. I mean, yeah, he was a decent icon. It's just, and like, what does a trade look like? You know, yeah, with a two month rental in mind, like, are you willing to give up your top three prospects? Like, I think because you're not going to get a guarantee, in my opinion, mm, you're not going to no, get it's... a guarantee from Otani, mm-hmm. but you're also paying, you know. Here's the thing. This is a guy who's been on the Angels his whole career, hasn't sniffed winning. Mm -hmm. You get him in New York. You get him in L.A., in Seattle, wherever. You start winning games. This guy gets to a CS, Mm -hmm. gets to a World Series, and just comes up short, but knows that it's all there. You have the ability to build that relationship with him before free agency starts. Maybe there's some loyalty to your team after that. But if you're Absolutely. like, and this is my worry with the Yankees, you get Otani right now. You're like the worst offense in baseball. How much better do you get with one guy? 
yeah. pitching obviously it goes up and you know the yankees become a playoff team and you know maybe they become a favorite if judge comes back but you're the Yankees. You trade for Otani. You ship off Jason Dominguez and Oswald Peraza. You know, two of your top three prospects. Not even Volpe, just two of the top three. And you guys get bounced in the wild card. <laughs> and he walks. You just set That's yourself it. back years. Yep. It's a huge risk for any team to take to trade for him. And that's almost why I either lean it's not going to happen because the GM of the Angels is going to feel like he's not getting anything close to the value, or we're going to see the trade package and be like, that's it? That's all it took? Why didn't my team pick up the phone? (laughs) And I I don't know, but right now I'm leaning that it happens, but I couldn't do it if I was the Angels GM. (laughs) No, 100%, bro. But I'm going to close out the show here with a new game, a little overrated, underrated fantasy football season. Coming up, uh, you know, follow Nolan on Twitter. He's putting out a lot of uh, Twitter threads, fantasy football content. If you're a big fantasy fan, check him out. Yes, but I'm going to play a little overrated, underrated here based on players' current ADP, average draft position. Um, pulling up the Sleeper app right now. It, you know, we're not sponsored, but it's it's the best app out there when it comes to fantasy right. football, and I won't hear otherwise. Um, just going to open this up here and – you know, we're going to go through about five or six guys. Um, and you're going to tell me if you think they're overrated or underrated at their current ADP. Uh, the draft that I have up is PPR settings. Oh, yeah. Not super flex, just one quarterback. Travis Kelsey at the 105. I'm real interested to hear your thoughts here because huge positional advantage, obviously, but at the 105. Uh, it's kind of funny you mention this because I actually have the fifth pick in my like main fantasy league. And I've been going back and forth with this. Um, you know, I I could totally understand why you would do it. I wouldn't hate it, but I think it's a little too high for me. I think Travis Kelsey in the late first is a little better. So, so overrated, overpriced. I would say overpriced, yeah. All right. Uh, a guy that I just know you're chomping at the bits to talk about, so I'll, I'll let you do it. Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson, currently the 19th player off the board, puts him in the middle of the second round. How, how you feeling? Underpriced, bro. Um, I actually was in a space with Des Bryant a couple weeks ago, and he said that Garrett Wilson would be the top-rated fantasy receiver end of the year. So, bold take. Yeah, bold take, but one that I love since I have him in Dynasty. Mm. Uh, okay, Calvin Ridley, 43 off the board, puts him – Back of the third round, early fourth round. How we feel about Calvin? Underpriced. Uh, Ridley is a beast and a half. Um, I do get a little worried just because you know Christian Kirk's there, Ingram. You know, there's a lot of mouths to feed over there. But I think his skills get skill set is you know I think he'll definitely have a big value come October, November. Okay. Uh, Another Jets player here, Brees Hall, 26. Currently puts him at the beginning of the third round, coming off the ACL injury. You know, some good reports about him. Uh, Straight line running 23 miles per hour today. However, you know, the worry of the ACL with people who know medical stuff is it's about the cutting in and out and the zigging. So running in a straight line, 
and you could do it with a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to say overvalued. I think that injury stuff, I really hate taking that risk, especially that's a high price for me. Um, him and Javante Williams, I think they're just two guys I'm probably going to avoid unless they fall kind of decent. Yeah, so this is more of a huge one for people who are drafting right now. Alvin Kamara, 73, puts him in the back of the sixth round. You know, the felony charge is dropped. Um, still potential punishment looming from the NFL. You don't know what that suspension is going to be. But a guy of Alvin Kamara's caliber in the back of the second, or back of the sixth, excuse me, early seventh round. I, uh, I say undervalued. I think, you know, the value's there. Um, that huge news last week, I think, was a big bargain. And I think if he's there at that current price, I think that's a huge risk that you have to take. That's a, that's a decent price. Yeah, and uh, make sure you stack Kendra Miller with him. Then you'll yeah, be all facts. set. Facts. Be all set. And um, Yeah, if you can get the backfield. I want to do a quarterback here. Um, I don't want to pick too easy of a name. Here's maybe, okay, Justin Fields, 45, uh, early fourth round, mid-fourth round, currently the sixth quarterback off the board, going ahead of guys like Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott. So this is tough to answer just because I'm a huge believer in drafting quarterbacks later in the draft. I think you get so much more value in the other positions. But based off his value in um, – I would go undervalued. I think based off his performance at the end of last year, I think, and, you know, DJ Moore, um, this new team coming into this year, I think he could definitely prove a lot of people wrong. I'm not the biggest Justin Fields guy, but fantasy-wise, he's he's a dog, so undervalued. Yeah, I, uh, I've, been, I've been liking my mock drafts where I've been taking tight end and quarterback early. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm going to like that when it comes to the <laughs> real deal. But, man, starting a draft with Bijan, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Hurts, and TJ Hawkinson as the core pieces of a team. Not bad. I, I don't hate just figuring it out the rest. <laughs> um, but that's all for today's show. Be sure, you know, let us know all your thoughts on everything we talked about in the comments section. Make sure you leave a like on the video. Make sure you follow the college kids on Twitter for all your sports bettings. Follow me and Nolan for just sports takes. Follow Nolan for fantasy. A lot of fantasy stuff coming on his Twitter. Check me out on YouTube if you love my takes or if you hate them and want to go hate on me over there. <laughs> no complaints there. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out.